Hey everyone, welcome to The Green Room with Neil Griffiths on the Handshake Media Network. Thank you for listening, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I am joined on the line with Lauv, who is in Australia right now uh, on a big tour. He's just wrapped up a show in Melbourne overnight. Lauv, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you feeling? Look, I'm all right. Usually when I do the phone, it's international, so there's like a six-second delay between the responses. So it's, uh, it's nice to have you in the country. I know, right? Yeah, whenever I do those interviews where it's like when I'm back in the U.S., it's so like awkward because there's that long pause. So I'm happy we don't have that. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, yeah. You just wrapped up uh, the third of four shows of your tour overnight in Melbourne. How has it all been so far? It's been amazing, man. Yeah, it's, it, it, it had been in like a minute since I'd been to Australia. So, and the shows have just been so much bigger. So it's just really, I don't know. It's been a big blessing, and, and it's been a lot of fun. So, have you getting up to a lot while you're in the country? Has it all been very work related? Um, I get a little chance to like walk around each city, which has been really nice. Um, I don't, I don't get like too much time, but usually it's like I get some really good food, and then I just kind of wander around. Mm-hmm. Any highlights so far? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think highlights. Uh, just honestly, I just I think getting to experience each city has been has just been really nice. Yeah, yeah. just like walking around and just seeing what the different vibes are. Um, yeah. yeah. So this show is obviously done out of Sydney. I couldn't get to the Enmore Theatre show. I did see some videos and pictures. Holy <laughs> shit! That place. I know it was sold out, but that place was wall to wall. Yeah, it was an amazing show. That was one of my favorite shows ever, to be honest. It was so fun. I was looking. I was looking online for um, just the last time you here, which I think was early 2018. Um, and like, I'm, yeah. I'm looking like a, your press shot was like you. Do you know, remember this picture? You're like your side on, looking at the camera, just normal brown hair. This is again. <laughs> I think, I, I'm looking. It was announced in October 2017. That was your debut. That was your debut Australian tour. That sold out. Now you're back. You know what are we end of 2019 and that's bigger venue sold out again. Does this all feel like it's happening? It's happened very quickly. Um, you know, I've been actually I've been writing songs since I was like 13, so like um, it's felt like a long journey for me. You know, I feel very much like um, settled into like making music, but I feel like in the past you know couple of years so much has accelerated so that's been that's been really crazy i kind of feel like it's just been non-stop like i rarely get time to just like relax like i don't even know how to you know because you kind of got your start putting music on myspace right yeah exactly i mean that that feels like for people who just use social media for standard reasons myspace does seem like a lifetime ago people's main priority was like, who the fuck do I put in my top eight friends? For you, at 14 years old, you're smashing... I literally... (laughs) I have a MySpace tattoo, which is hilarious. Where where is it? Um, It's right behind my right ear. What is the the MySpace logo? What is it? Tom's face? It's like... Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. It's like (laughs) um, three kind of like people figures, like just very like kind of lo-fi. Well, not lo-fi, but like just outlines of people. If you, if you Google it, you'd recognize it for sure. <laughs> uh, I would have been 15 myself when I started using MySpace. What did that look like for you? For, you know, when kids are coming home from school and jumping on MySpace and sending trivial, pointless messages to their friends who they just saw at school, what did that look like for you at, at 13 years old when you're rushing home to, to record new music or put a new song online? No, that's a really good question. You know, I honestly, like, I was always, like, kind of not really 
I don't know. I was kind of dreaming in school. Like I would always think about, you know, like the songs I was working on and like, 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 I don't know. It sounds really funny, but just coming home and like promoting my music and me and my friends would book our own tour. Um, you would just email venue after venue after venue all over the U S trying to get shows and, you know, opening for as many artists as we could. And I would go out with my acoustic guitar, like outside of like a Jonas brothers concert and like play songs and, um, try to get fans that way and stuff. And, you know, it's been, it's just crazy how much things have changed. Did people at school kind of appreciate what you were trying to do or were you kind of considered like the weird guy who's not using MySpace for the same reason we all are? Um, I was, it was definitely, I was definitely, I've always been kind of a weirdo to be honest, <laughs> but you know, some people were, were, you know, really supportive, but I think, um, it was, I guess I'll put it this way. Like a lot of it was like me really trying to get people to buy tickets to my concert. Like kind of like, yeah. please buy tickets, you know, kind of thing. So, I mean, you're still obviously very young, but looking back at that age now, does it surprise you how focused you were? Like you had your eyes on the prize at a very young age. You knew what you were trying to do. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like I kind of take it for granted because I just, I got to the point where I became so obsessed that it just became normal to me. But I, you know, I feel very lucky because I know a lot of people kind of get to that age, you know, like 18 and they're still trying to figure out, you know, what it is they want to do with their life. And um, I know that can be, you know, probably pretty scary. So I feel very lucky that I kind of just became obsessed with music and I kind of always just was like, this is what I'm going to do. So you knew you wanted to, to have a career in music. It wasn't just a, oh, I'll, I can make a song and I'll throw it online and just see what happens. Exactly. And for a while I was like, maybe, you know, I spent some time thinking I would write and produce for other artists mostly or work at a studio, be an audio engineer or something like that. Um, so the fact that like I actually get to be, you know, an artist is really just a huge blessing because I know I was, I had kind of these like backups of like what maybe I would do if being, being an artist didn't work out. So, mm. I mean, this is all leading towards the release of your debut album next year, 6th of March. It's called How I'm Feeling. Lauf, how are you feeling, yeah. my friend? Uh, right now, I'm pretty tired, <laughs> but I feel, I feel good. Aside from that, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Because I, I saw an interview you did, um, and it was specifically about uh, Drugs and the Internet, that song that you released uh, earlier this year. And I know it deals with kind of your frame of mind, like we just spoke about, from, from being at that young age and having your eyes on the prize and working towards a goal and you you ticked that box, you kicked that goal, and then that somehow put you in a funk. Definitely. That's a really good way to put it. I feel like I just became, you know, the flip side of being so focused and being so obsessed with, like, your career and, like, the internet and trying to, like, build what you're doing, you know, for me at least, was that, like, I find myself, you know, sacrificing actual relationships in my life, you know, and just kind of, like, forgetting to water my friendships and, and really be there. And I, you know, it's a sad thing. And I sort of, I wrote drugs on the internet as sort of like a self-realization and sort of making fun of myself. It's like, what are you really doing here? You know what I mean? It's like, when do you realize that like, it's not like, you're like, Oh, like what, what are you really going after? You know what I mean? Like you're going, am I going after, you know, approval from a bunch of people that I don't know really, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, where does genuine happiness come from? So mm. I think that song is very much me exploring that. When you talk about that period, like, what do you think you were seeking at that time when you're in that frame of mind? I mean, like, were you looking for approval from people? Um, definitely. I think, I think so, you know, and I, I don't love to admit it, but I feel like um, for a big period of time in my life, and I still struggle with this, like, I 
to like feel like I'm good just being alone and like kind of having that self-approval and and that acceptance and love for myself um, has been something that I've always kind of struggled with. So I think I look for external. Um, I end up kind of looking that from for that from external places, whether that's you know being in a relationship or um, turning my mind off in some way or like you know going. Um, you know, through the internet, it's just, uh, yeah, it really, it really depends, but it's something I'm definitely working on. Has it helped? Like, are you in a better place with it now? Like say when you talked about, um, the people you were hanging out with or your friends, again, being so young and trying to get all of your friends to come to these shows. And now you are very successful on an international level. Do you have to be more mindful of the people that you keep company with? For sure. And I have to be way more mindful about just like making sure I don't let my career rule everything in my life, you know? Like, sometimes I think I get so caught up that it's almost like a requirement for my friends to have to deal with that too, which is unfair, you know? Mm. So, like, trying to remember to, like, turn that off and just, like, suck around and be Ari with my friends, you know? That's the thing that I'm I'm always working on. What's your relationship with the internet like now? I mean, again, you, you kind of launched your career with MySpace, but as we all know, the more successful you get, the more bitter the internet can become please tell me you do not look at your youtube comments i um i i don't go deep into youtube comments i usually just look at the top ones which i've been lucky honestly i don't really get bad like none of the comments that i've seen on my on my videos that are like highly rated are like negative so mm. I, I feel very lucky um i definitely i i don't know it sounds corny but i feel like i'm definitely addicted to like social media like i have to i go through phases where i have to force myself to delete instagram and twitter because I just get to a point where it's an unhealthy relationship and, and I spend, you know, six hours in one day. Like, I literally got a notification from my iPhone, like, screen time or whatever that was, like, like last week you spent an average of, like, six hours per day <laughs> on your phone. I'm like, that's horrible. Like, that's, that's crazy but to think of what's going to happen. But it depends what you're doing. Is it, is it six hours of fucking Candy Crush or is it six hours of you taking notes and writing lyrics and the rest of it? It depends. It's not even me writing lyrics. It's like me refreshing Instagram and Twitter and like, you know, re- responding to messages and texting my friends and stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's something I have to be really conscious of because I feel like, you know, you just miss the world right in front of you. Yeah. So I do that and I meditate a lot. Like meditations really help me kind of be more mindful and like really be in the moment. Um, and, you know, also just feel secure with myself. Yeah. Because interesting, I'm just, I don't know why this came into my head. Are you, are you familiar with the show How I Met Your Mother? I am. I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah, for but, sure. You know, you know Ted, right? The main character, Josh Radner. Yeah. Yeah, he did this talk a couple of years ago um, where he was talking about, like, for the longest time he wanted to, to be famous and be on a successful show or a movie, um, and he thought that would bring him all the happiness in the world. But when he got to that level, and How I Met Your Mother obviously was a giant hit, and he wasn't happy, it kind of put him in this hole of, like, well, what the hell has this been all about? Like, what... He, he just got into such a hole because he got what he thought he wanted and now he had it. He didn't know what to do with it. Was that a feeling that you had yeah. once your career really did start taking off? For sure. Yeah. No, for sure. I think like now I try to focus way more on just enjoying the process and the experience and really just like having fun as opposed to thinking about like calculating like what move is going to be beneficial to my career and is going to help things continue to get better and like is going to help people make you know make people like me and I used to think very much you know honestly in that way like I was very um pretty like insecure about you know myself and being an artist and 
um, now I just, I, I've kind of recognized that really like the real happiness comes from me just having as much fun as possible and enjoying, you know, enjoying this and not taking it for granted and, um, kind of just not thinking about like, I obviously like deep down, like I have a drive to be, you know, a really successful artist on a, on a large scale. And like, I want to reach as many people as possible with the music that I'm making, but I try not to focus on that as much anymore. And I just try to focus on, you know, how can I become a better artist? How can I use my platform for better things? You know, how can I just be a better person every day and, 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 and just really have fun? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think the more I focus on that, the happier I've become. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a really good place right now yeah. uh, mentally. So I feel, feel very lucky for that. Cause when you, when you announced the album in October and you, you did a little statement about it and you said that this was kind of born out of a crisis of who, who you are or who, who am I? Yeah. Sorry. And you got six characters, you got, existential, hopeless romantic, goofy, positive, fuckboy, and spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please elaborate on each one? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Well, I mean, basically, I just have, I felt like for a long time, I was always like portraying myself as this hopeless romantic, which is a big part of especially who I was, you know, in my early, like in my from 18 to like 21. And I always have that part of me. Um, but I felt like I kind of, box myself in as like a character and and like and it wasn't really me being fully myself so I wanted for this album because it's so sonically diverse like you know when it comes out there's so many different kind of vibes that I wanted to you know make the whole world and the whole visual kind of thing about embracing all those different aspects of yourself and being like yo it's cool that I I'm not just one thing, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm not just this and it's, I'm not going to be a palatable, I'm not going to make myself a palatable brand just so people can, you know, easily consume me. You know what I mean? Like I want it to be like about, and I want to inspire other people to feel like they can, they can, you know, be whoever they want to be on a given day, you know? Um, so I created these characters to kind of make it a little bit more fun. Are these characters only specific to this album or is this kind of a theme you'll be adopting moving forward when you're writing music? Like, say, for example, you know, hey, I'm going to be Greenlauf today. Yeah, we'll see. I'm actually not sure yet. But it's it's very much like I wanted it to be a process, you know, since the full album doesn't come out until March. I'm going to be doing, like, a lot of, like, skits and, like, trying to build some more long-form content to kind of, like, really introduce these and how I'm actually building them into this one-man boy band. And mm. there'll be a lot of visuals in the tour next year that are going to kind of really tell that story. And um, But I try not to really think too far ahead and then not really overplan it, just kind of see where it goes. I love that you call it like a one-man boy band. Do you think if you if Loud existed, <laughs> if Loud existed in the 90s, do you think you would have been in a boy band? I always kind of dreamed about being in a boy band for real. Like when I was a teenager, like I always thought that would be so cool. I don't like know. To I don't be in One Direction or something. Like, I, don't I don't know. It's like you with a bunch of your best friends, just like I don't know. It's like everybody kind of has their personality quirk, and it's like as a whole, you're stronger because everybody's kind of their own thing. I was gonna say I don't know if it happened when I when I was much. I don't know if it was the same for you, but like when I was like you know like ten, like bands like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys fucking hated them thought they were the worst thing in the world. Suddenly, when I'm in my teens and now as I get older, I'm like they were so good. <laughs> I don't know if like I was 10, I just thought you had to dislike them because they're a boy band and, you know, all the 15-year-old girls you. love them. But now, like Backstreet Boys are coming here next May. I have no doubt it's going to sell out in arena. I love that. Yeah, man, but it's really, really cool. The, the album is 21 songs, which, you know, yes. on average is a lot of songs for an album. For sure. Uh, for uh, sure. What was the, the reason behind having this amount of songs on there? 
Um, honestly, like when I was starting to put together the album, I thought it was going to be 15 songs, and then I was like uh, 16 songs, and then it was 18 songs, and then it was 20, and then there was one more song and we just couldn't say no to, so it was 21. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept growing and growing. I don't know. I really do believe in all the songs and kind of them being important, you know, to really bring the, the diversity to the album. So I know it's long, but I've already put out like seven of the songs, you know. they've yeah you know, the, there's going to continue to be singles coming out until until the album's out. Uh, really, it's not going to be 21, you know, unreleased songs that are all of a sudden coming out. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's not too far away, but it is a little over three months to go. Like, is the album completely finished? It's done. It's now just you're waiting for the release? Still, still finalizing it. Yeah, still working on it. Um, I'm always also just like always, always writing um, and just trying to be open. But... Um, yeah, we've put in a lot of work. So, has anyone like put a hard line on you and said, "No, love, like I don't care how many more songs you write, we're we're capping it at twenty one"? Or do you get to make that call? <laughs> I I feel like I definitely want to keep it at twenty one. I think anything more than that is just, I mean, it's already absurd. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna make it any longer. So, what does the next twelve months look like for you, man? I mean, obviously the album's out sixth of March. Uh, will you just be spending yes. the rest of twenty twenty touring that album? Yeah, a lot of tours. So yeah, we're you know we haven't we haven't announced it all, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of touring next year. Um, I'm traveling to you know before the album comes out to just kind of do some promo and stuff, and um, probably just you know I'm going to continue, especially with the one man boy band thing, just doing a lot of filming and kind of creating creating stories. Um, so it's going to be a crazy, crazy busy year. And I, after that touring cycle is done, are you going to take some time off? Because I know you are still writing a lot of stuff. Are you going to go straight into album two, or are you just going to take some new time? I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I'm, I, I have actually have a couple weeks at the end of this year that I'm going to kind of relax a little bit. But I, I hope that I'm going to be writing my next project, you know, on the road next year and stuff, you know, just working on it. Yeah. Um, because I think if I spend that, that long not writing songs, then I'm going to just forget how to write songs. Mm. So. That's awesome, man. Um, well, thank you so yeah. much for coming by. I really appreciate it. Uh, the album course, is called thank you. How I'm Feeling. It's out 6th of March, 2020. Uh, Lau, we hope to see you in Australia again soon, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk soon. That's our show. Uh, thank you again for listening. If you like what you hear, check out the Handshake Media Network on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, and check out some of our other shows, including Two Truths and a Lie and A Matter of Faction. We'll see you all next week.